Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Let's just zero in on the Holy Spirit right now. The Holy Spirit's in you. You don't have to look anywhere if you've put your faith in Christ. He's inside of you. But you do have to give Him your attention. You do have to uh, quiet your flesh. Tell your flesh to shut up. And focus your attention on Him. And that's what we're going to do right now. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we worship you. Thank you for uh, being uh, ever-present, ever-faithful for being so consistent, for always being there. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for unveiling Christ to us this morning. Hallelujah for grounding us, for uh, inspiring us, for uh, causing us to be rooted in the reality of the Father's love for us. We know that you're doing a new thing in our lives, that you make all things new. Hallelujah. So, Holy Spirit, we give you the right of way this morning. Transform us. We're not leaving here the same today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're interested in the transformation of God, there are two things that are absolutely essential. You need the Word of God, and you need the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Jesus is the Word, right? He's the living Word. The Bible is the written Word. And the Holy Spirit is is the very Spirit of God. And I say that because sometimes people are waiting for God to do something. But when God moves, He will speak His Word. The most powerful thing that you can do is to believe and speak the Word of God. That might not seem dazzling or fancy or or um, sparkling or sensational, but it's perfect power. The devil is the one who uses smoke and mirrors and flashy lights to try and um, stir your senses because he knows how shallow that is. And you can, you can we were talking about it the other day, um, I think they say, and I, we still haven't seen one yet, we're hoping to see, and all the years we've been in New England, we haven't seen a moose yet. But they say if you're driving and you see a, a moose come across the road, you're supposed to turn off your headlights. Um, I guess because they're a little aggressive and they could charge your car. But that's different than a, a deer when they see headlights. You know what a deer does in headlights? <laughs> they freeze, right? And that's what the enemy wants to do is to, to shock your senses so that you'll freeze you know so he can steal from you but the word of God is perfect power doesn't have to be loud doesn't have to have any music just believe it it's the word of God that's brought you here and it's the word of God that will take you all the way the word of God has brought you this far in your life but we're going higher aren't we 
there's not a, um, a new way of going higher. It's still through faith in the Word of God, right? It's still through faith in the Word of God. He makes all things new. We started on the first Sunday of 2021 last week with a series called He Makes All Things New. We're going to continue with that today, Revelation 21.5. Can we put that up there, Revelation 21.5? Hallelujah. I have found in my life that it's doing beneficial things repeatedly that brings growth. It's not doing something new once that brings change. It's doing the productive, beneficial, fruit-bearing things repeatedly over a prolonged period of time. Your flesh doesn't want to hear that. Your flesh wants, wants someone to stand in front of you with a, a magic wand and, pum, you're new. But the, the reality of what God wants to do in your life comes by believing him today and believing him tomorrow and getting into his word and renewing your mind with it and, and bringing your flesh under the subjection of the written word of God, of the living word of God. Revelation 21.5, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And as we said last week, in the context of this verse, uh, the new heaven and new earth are being revealed to John and the new Jerusalem. But this verse is not only speaking of what Jesus will do when the new heaven and new earth are revealed and the new Jerusalem, but this verse reveals to us the very nature of God. He's the God who gives life to the dead, who calls things into being that don't exist. He's the God that fixes what is broken he makes all things new. This is the power of his love. This, this is uh, the result of being in a real relationship with him. You can't stay broken if you're in a real relationship with him. You can stay broken if you're in religious tradition or if you just come to church and, and, and don't cultivate a personal intimacy with the risen Christ. But when a grave meets Jesus, the person in the grave gets out of the grave. Grave plus Jesus equals new life. Right? That's Holy Spirit arithmetic. If there's something broken in your life, God wants to fix it. And I know that's a simple statement, but too many of us have become accustomed to living broken because we don't realize that there are, uh, that, that being whole is even possible. And, I, you know, I, I, we mostly watch TV when we're watching it through apps now. I don't know if you guys are doing that, but... Uh, now, the apps, they'll put ads on there. 
you know, and I notice uh, a number of the ads are usually for some uh, prescription drug. And, uh, you know, I, I just, it, it's sad. It really is sad. The, uh, the ignorance of man, of what God has done for them through Christ. That man is looking so desperately for answers to the issues of their life. And I mean, I've, I've seen ads for, I don't know, they, I, you don't even know what the drug is for. And it, it's something, this last one I saw, it was for the effect, it's for the, one of the effects of uh, another medication. So they're selling this medication to counter the effects of another medication. And, I, and I'm not, uh, you know, I understand people are in the dark. But, you know, there was a time in America where you didn't see a lot of ads about medication. There was a time when people were tougher. They, they, they knew how to just take something head on and, and kick it out of their life. Where they weren't so afraid of not feeling 100% on a given day. It's time to be tough. It's time to be strong and not sound the alarm at a symptom. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. There was a time in America when people were stronger, even unsaved people. And they just kept going. It's time to move forward. It's time to be strong. And I, I'm not knocking all prescription medication. I think a lot of it is unnecessary. If there is something that is beneficial for you to take and, and it's prescribed for you, that's fine. So I'm not coming against that. But I am saying there is a greater way. There is a better way. Jesus said the words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. That Jesus, the Word of God, is the, the remedy for every ailment of mankind. But you do have to believe that. And you do have to grow in the knowledge of that. And you have to stay with it. If there's something broken in your life, God wants to fix it. But we've got to renew our minds to the reality of His fix-it nature to his make-all-things-new nature. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 3, back to verse 14. Historically, there are far too many in the church that read the Bible with the blinders of religious tradition on. Now, I'm not interested in putting anyone down. I am interested in, in taking down strongholds, wrong ways of thinking, things that are blocking people from being healed, things that are keeping people from experiencing the abundant life that Christ came to give them. What were we just, Jennifer, something you were reading? Oh, I guess it was the scarlet letter. We were talking about that at the table. And the kids are doing that for school. 
and uh, in the scarlet letter, and I don't, I don't remember if I read the book. Maybe I did when I was in high school. But uh, it's an astounding story about the, the gross evil of religious tradition. How many have ever heard of the scarlet letter? Who's the author? You may know. I can't remember. Anyway, it's a, it's a, a literary classic, the scarlet letter. But in this book, um, there's a woman, I don't even know the whole ins and outs of it, but she uh, has a child, I guess, out of wedlock or with someone she's not married to, and the Puritan church uh, puts her in jail for it. Uh, and they then, what's that? On Nathaniel Hawthorne. Uh, and as a result, she has to sew, uh, have to, has to have a red A sewn on all of her clothes that tells everyone she was an adulteress. And unfortunately, I wish this was a, uh, only tr- fictional, but if you look at the history of the church, you'd be shocked at the gross evil that has been done by the church in the name of God. And we saw a lot of that in the Puritan church here in the States as our nation was being formed, and you can study it out for yourself, the, the, the terrible things that the church would do to people if they thought they were sinning, if they were playing with a ball on the Sabbath. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Crazy, terrible things. They'd send people out. If you weren't in church, they'd send out the tithe collector to your house, knock on the door, you know, putting someone in jail for, for committing uh, adultery or something along those lines. But there are many levels of this darkness, and I don't want any part of it. How about you? Christ came that we might have light, right? That we might see clearly and know God clearly. So historically, uh, without even realizing it, you need to check what you believe because so many Christians have accepted things just because it's what they're used to or it's what they've been taught. And they think it's in the Bible or they think it's according to the Scriptures, but if you really get into the Word, it's not. So this Puritan church, were, they were Pharisees through and through. They were, they were doing Satan's work very well. They were condemning people. Uh, making people's lives miserable, and they were doing it in the name of Jesus, right? In the name of God. And yet what they were doing was very contrary to God and to Jesus. It's all right to talk about the truth, isn't it? So here we are in 2021, and we're going to embrace Jesus. We're going to renew our minds to the reality that he is exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think, and that he wants to fix every area of our lives. Okay, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. For this cause, and we said we're going to read this. We're on our way to 1 John. We still haven't gotten there yet, but that's our destination. But We've got some stops to make along the way. We said Ephesians 3, 14 through uh, 21, and Ephesians 1, 15 through 23 are two of the best prayers you can pray for yourself and for others. So keep that in mind as we read this 
For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened. So what is this? According to the riches of his glory, right? To be strengthened. How glorious is God? How powerful is his glory? Well, didn't Jesus say to, uh, let's see, Martha and Mary, that didn't I not tell you if you would believe you would see the glory of God? In, in John chapter uh, 11, Lazarus, right? What was the glory of God? It was Lazarus who was in the grave four days coming out of it. That's the glory of God. Amen. What's the glory of God in your life? Whatever is broke, being fixed. Amen. Let's define the glory of God as Jesus defines it. Did I not tell you that you would see the glory of God if you just believe? The glory of God is your dead brother rising. What's the glory of God in your life? What's broken being fixed? Hallelujah. How? What did Jesus say? If you would believe, right? By believing. To the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might by His Spirit. So we're talking about His glory and His Spirit, not your ability, right? His glory, His Spirit, in the inner man. That's your spirit, right? So this is about God's glory in you. This is about God's spirit in you, right? So God's glory is in you. God's spirit is in you. So what is impossible for you now? Nothing. Why? Because it's not based on your ability it's based on God's glory in you. It's based on God's Spirit in you. You see, I have to change the way we're thinking. Religion has trained us that it's based on our ability to do as many right things as possible. But it's not based on our ability. If that was the case, we'd be in a lot of trouble. This is not a hierarchy of people who do more things right than other people. Right? This is, this is a, a body a family, a church, an ecclesia of people who are filled with the glory and the Spirit of God. His glory, His Spirit in us. His glory is inside of us. His Spirit is inside of us. Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. This is the gospel. That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. This is why Christ came, that God's glory, God's Spirit would be in you, that you would be filled with all the fullness of God. Does that seem out of reach? 
Does that seem a little on the far side, a little far-fetched? Some places you can get kicked out for believing this. What if I said to you the fullness of God is in you? Me? Come on. You don't know what I did yesterday. You don't know how many mistakes I made this week. If you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, the fullness of God is in you now. What? The fullness of God is in you. Let's let's insert a scripture here, then we'll finish. Ephesians 3, uh, 20 and 21. Before we go, let's do Colossians 2, 9, 10. I mean, you know, if you walked into some places and said, I'm filled with the fullness of God, whew, you'd be in trouble. They'd say, well, only Jesus could say that. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Now, maybe religion can take that statement. They argue, they can even argue over that. But they certainly would put up a wall right here and close the door. But you got to keep reading. You've got to know, obviously, that all the fullness of the deity lives in Christ. But you need to know the rest of the story. Verse 10, and in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. Are you telling me I'm just like Jesus? Yes. Just as powerful? Yes. Just as strong? Yes. Just as one with the Father? Yes. Woo, the sirens are going off now. The New American Standard says, verse 10, And in Him you have been made complete. The Amplified Classic says, For in Him the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. Verse 10, and you are in him, made full, and having come to fullness of life. In Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'll read verse 10 again. And you are in Him, made full, having come to fullness of life. When you realize that you have come, that fullness of life is in you, you realize sickness has no power over you. There isn't a symptom that has any right in your life or any power to overtake you. Why? Because you have been made full and have come to fullness of life. In Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead. 
I am filled with the fullness of God. Let's say that together. I am filled with the fullness of God. And as I say that, I think of the Holy Spirit living in me, rising up in me. Let's say it again. I'm filled with the fullness of God. Let's say it again. I am filled with the fullness of God. That's a great thing to declare when a symptom knocks on your door. I am filled with, oh, there, there's no room in the inn. I like that, right? Uh-uh, no room in this inn for sickness, right? I am filled with the fullness of God. No vacancy. No vacancy here. Hallelujah. I am filled with the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm in Him. I'm made full. I have come to fullness of life. Hallelujah. I'm filled with the fullness of God. I'm in Him. I've come to fullness of life. I'm filled with the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Do you understand that this reality will keep you whole, will drive things out of your life that are trying to threaten your wholeness? You're filled. You're filled. That means there's no room for sickness in your life because you're filled with the fullness of God. There's no room for mental illness in your life. When you're filled with the fullness of God, does that include your mind? Come on, do you know Jesus ministered to lunatics? Have you read that in the gospel? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I hope you stay with me here. Not trying to, to offend anyone, but I'll tell you, I've watched in my lifetime how people have given names to things that they could have just kicked out of their life if they would have just known the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And boy, man is so quick to analyze and make something a condition that you need lifetime treatment for. But if you'll just realize who you are in Christ and say no to the enemy, realize that through Christ you've been filled with the fullness of God. There's no room in your inn for sickness. Woo! Oh, Satan's in trouble, isn't he? He should have never messed with you. He should have never knocked on your door. Hallelujah, because you're filled with the fullness of God. You're hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. You've got the same spirit in you. Satan should have never knocked on your door. He's going to be sorry he did. He's going to be sorry he did. Hallelujah, because you're just like Jesus in this world. You're just like Jesus in this world. Hallelujah. Come on, focus on the Holy Spirit in you. Holy Spirit in you, come on. In your workplace, the Holy Spirit in you. Hallelujah. 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 Whether you're working at home on Zoom or whether you're in a physical location, the Holy Spirit in you. Woo, there's going to be some Zoom meetings going to take on a whole new dimension now. Woo, Holy Spirit, Zoom. The Weiss New, Tens New Testament for verse 10 says, You are in Him, having been completely filled full <laughs> with the present result. <laughs> with the present result, that means now. 
that you are in a state of fullness. <laughs> and you are in him, having been completely filled full with the present result that you are in a state of fullness. Nothing can get in because you're full. We're living in a permanent state of fullness. Your salvation doesn't get stronger or weaker depending on how you do. Christ in you is perfect strength. We're living in a state of fullness. You see what a waste of time it is to, to focus on... Uh, man's performance and to condemn people for their mistakes and wrongdoings because it keeps them from walking in the fullness of Christ. We've got to focus on who He is and what He's done for us and who we are in Him. I try not to think about myself too much. How about you? When I think of myself, I remind myself to think of myself in Christ and what he's doing in me, what he's done for me, where he's leading me, what he's directing me to do, right? You are in him having been completely filled full with the present result and you are in a state, excuse me, with the present result that you are in a state of fullness, the Passion Translation says, And our own completeness is now found in Him. We are completely filled with God. Can God get sick? Why? He's completely full of life. You say, well, that's God. I realize that, that we, we fell from, from glory, but Christ has reinstated us. And religion will fight me on this one, but I don't care. Jesus raised us up with him. And the New Testament epistles declare that we're seated with him. And that as Jesus is, so are we in this world. So if you'll begin to focus on the reality that you are completely filled with God instead of your mistakes, your whole life will change. And those nagging things that seem like bondage that you can't overcome will lose their hold on you because you're completely filled with God and you know it. Completely filled with God. What if you meditated on this every day? I'm completely filled with God. I'm completely filled with God. I'm completely filled with God. There's no room for depression in my mind 
Why? Because in his presence is fullness of joy, and I'm completely filled with his presence. I'm full of joy. I don't have room for depression. You're not going to get this kind of truth from the world. They're going to write you another prescription. I'm telling you, you're filled with God. Start saying it to yourself. I'm completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. Christ's fullness is overflowing in me. Hallelujah. Do you see the connection with this and with Ephesians chapter 3? Where it just, we finished uh, in verse 19, says that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Let's read verse 19 again of Ephesians 3. Verse 19 of Ephesians 3, it says, To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Well, I thought we were filled. What's he talking about? That you might experience the reality of that fullness, right? You can be a believer and, and, and have the fullness of God in you, but live life in bondage and confusion and darkness. Why? Because you don't know how much God loves you. Isn't that what the beginning of the verse says? And to know the love of Christ. Right? So you've got to know how much he loves you in order to experience his fullness. Oh, I like that. You've got to know how much he loves you in order to experience his fullness. And I'll tell you what, you know, I'd say without fail in any of the issues where people are dealing uh, with, well, I would say the vast majority at the very least are dealing with, with uh, dark thoughts and depression. And they, they, had a, they went through some things, usually growing up in their childhood that were very difficult to deal with. And I get that. I had some doozies in my life, right? And as a result, um, uh, what was the scripture that was, what was I going with that? Hallelujah. Oh, the love of Christ. That's right. The love, the love, the love. And, and they don't realize that, they, see, we get, we get messed up when we don't have love. We get messed up when those who are supposed to love us uh, hurt us, right? And I'm, and I'm talking about growing up, not, not finding fault with parents and, uh, at all, but, uh, you know, when, when, when a parent uh, does something dark to a child, it, it throws us out of whack. And you're little, you don't know how to handle that. Then all that stuff gets stuck inside, and you start getting older, and you don't understand what's, but you just feel weird. And the problem is, is you, is you haven't been loved, and there's no drug that can fix that. You have to, you have to bask and take, a, take a, a bath in love. You've got to know the love of the Father for you. And that's what happens. Things get broken inside uh, because there's an absence of love. In the place of love, there is darkness. There is pain. There's manipulation. There's even abuse. But I'm telling you that knowing the love of the Father will heal all of that inside of you. Every bit of it. It will be as if it never happened. He makes all things new. Hallelujah. And I know, oh, that's for, for many in the highway family. I'm telling you, he wants this year to be a year that that, uh, that, that is completely fixed in you. As if it never happened. As if it never happened. 
And for some of us, maybe we got into sin so much uh, as a result, we, we, we responded to different things in our lives and, and we were in bondage in different areas and sin breaks you. Sin just twists things around in the inside of you. Sin confuses you. Sin, sin uh, clouds your thinking. And, and for some of us, we need to realize that that's all in the past now. To know the love of Christ means to know you're forgiven completely and forever. That Jesus was the once for all sacrifice. See, you can't be free from sin if you don't know you're forgiven of sin. Right? You've got to know it has nothing to do with you anymore. That Jesus has washed you clean from it. That you're forgiven and that he loves you. To know the love of Christ, which is beyond, it doesn't doesn't, uh, add up in the natural because we don't deserve it. That's why it passes knowledge. It's hard for our natural mind to understand why he loves us, but the truth is he loves us perfectly. It passes knowledge, and he wants you to know his love for you in 2021 so that you would be filled, so that you would experience his fullness that's already in you. This is good stuff. Isn't this good? Man. I'm just listening. I'm, I'm being ministered to. I love that. I'm being ministered to by the Holy Spirit. Let's continue verse 20. Now unto him, oh boy, that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. You know, Jesus on the Sabbath in the temple looked at a man with a withered hand that he could not, this man could not use, and he said to the man, stretch forth your hand. Is that something that God still does today? That's who he is, isn't he? He doesn't change. Exceeding abundantly above all that we ask you. Can you see your body whole? Can you see the broken parts of your life restored? Sometimes it's hard, but the good news is it's above all that we can ask or think. So if you can't see it, he still can do it, right? But sometimes we're used to the broken things in our life and we, we just try and come to terms with them. I want to stir you up to believe God for the exceeding abundant above all you can ask or think. So as I'm reading through the scriptures, I try and put myself right in that synagogue, you know, and the man with the withered hand, I look over and I see this, you know, hand withered up and I, I try, I, I imagine myself there and Jesus says, stretch forth your hand and, and it's whole. Then I apply that to my body. I think of that as I'm praying for others. Exceeding abundant above all that we can ask or think. I like to, to think of the widow's son. Who's, they're, they're coming in a procession and he's in the coffin and Jesus sees the widow mourning. And I like to imagine that I was there with Jesus as he walks up and he stops the procession. And he raises the boy up. He commands him and he gets up out of the coffin. Can you imagine that? That's you and me today. We're dead raisers. We rob coffins. We're coffin robbers. 
<laughs> you mean you can raise the dead? Yes. Is that in your thinking? Do you realize that Jesus said, the things that I do, you do also? Anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing? Come on, it's, it's time for us as believers to not get caught up in all the hubbub of what man says and zero in on who we are in Christ. It's time for the world to see the redeemed sons and daughters of God doing what Jesus did and greater things than these. <laughs> Exceeding abundant above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us unto Him be glory. Where? In you. You're the church. In you. By Christ Jesus throughout all ages. World without end. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So we're renewing our minds right now, right? It shouldn't shock us to hear someone say you can raise the dead. should be taught in every church because it's the gospel. Right? That's what Jesus did. He prayed for his disciples that freely you've given, freely you've been given, freely you've received, freely give. Right? Heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. That's what we do. Hallelujah. This is who we are. Hallelujah. And we meditate on these realities. This now becomes the focus of our daily life, who we are in Christ, what he said about us, the glory of God in us. But there are so many other things to think about. Uh-uh. Nothing can take the place of this. You can get done everything you need to get done while you're thinking about this. In fact, if you'll think about this, you'll get done what you need to get done far better than you have ever done before. Hallelujah. We're filled with the fullness of God in 2021. We're filled with the fullness of God in 2021. Hallelujah. We're filled with the fullness of God in 2021. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, boy. Glory to God forevermore. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Just listening to the Holy Spirit. We're filled with the fullness of God in 2021. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, you're a son of God. You're a daughter of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 1. Let's go back to Ephesians 1. Verse 15. <laughs> This is the other prayer that's the, the, one of the best prayers you could pray for yourself or for others. Wherefore I also, verse 15 of Ephesians 1, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Father, we ask that you give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Give that to this highway family, Father. 
We ask you for it in Jesus' name. That the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, we would know what is the hope of your calling. We would know the riches of the glory of our inheritance in you, of your inheritance in the saints. It's in the saints. It's in us. And what is the exceeding greatness of your power to usward who believe according to the working of your mighty power which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Hallelujah. You know where sickness comes from, don't you? From darkness, principalities, right? Jesus in Acts 10.38 says he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Wow, what a connection between the devil and sickness, right? You need to make that connection in your mind. That's where sickness comes from. That's his, that's his plan. That's how he likes to steal from us. That's how he likes to rob from us. It's from Satan. The Bible teaches us that the curse of sin and sickness go together. It's never God's will. It's never for you. It's never for you. It's never for you because you've been redeemed from the curse of sin through Jesus Christ. So he's far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. Every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to who? You. To you. This is all about you. Isn't it? Right? This is all about you here. Everything Jesus did, it's about you. It's all about you being filled with him. Which is his body, the fullness of him. What? Which is his body, the fullness of him. The fullness of Christ is in you. Are you seeing it? In the scriptures. Am I making up some kind of new doctrine? Or are we reading verse after verse after verse, right? Isn't it amazing when you take the religious goggles off and just read it? That's what I just thought when we were sitting at the table the other day and Jennifer's talking, of, and the kids were having lunch and talking about that story, the scarlet letter. I thought, isn't that amazing? They had Bibles in their hands. They went to Bible schools. And they were so bound in darkness they couldn't see Jesus if he was standing right in front of them. Take those religious goggles off. Remove that that traditional view of Jesus and just read these scriptures. Listen to this message again. Get these scriptures on the inside of you. You're filled with the fullness of God. Not someday, now. It's the present result. It's a present result. The Amplified Classic of verse 17 says, I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of Him. For we know the Father, 
through the Son. By having the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, one translation says, flooded with light so that you can know and understand that you're filled with the fullness of God. you got to hear messages like this. You have to hear them. You have to hear this preached. That's how God made us. When faith comes by hearing, you have to hear this. You have to hear it. Hallelujah. Do you know you're your own favorite preacher? So say it. I'm filled with the fullness of God. You're the preacher that you always listen to. Did you know that? So don't ever speak negatively of yourself. Don't ever talk negatively of yourself. Don't ever say you're in bondage. You speak life. Hallelujah. I'm free from this. I'm strong and healthy. I'm free from this in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So that you can know and understand the hope to which he's called you. So that you can know and understand how rich you are. How rich is his glorious inheritance? Where is his inheritance? (laughs) It's in you. It's in you. His inheritance is in you. His life in you. His strength in you. How rich is his glorious inheritance in you? Verse 19, so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness of his power up in heaven somewhere? No, it's not what the Bible says. In you. In and for us who believe. Well, I don't believe that. You won't experience it. This is all contingent upon this one simple thing, believing it. So there are people who hear this message and just write it off. Well, they're closing a door to the will of God for their lives. His fullness is His will for your life. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's His will for your life. The unlimited, immeasurable, surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him in his own right hand in the heavenly places. So what kind of power is in you? The same power that raised Christ from the dead. The same power that redeemed mankind is in you. I'm filled with the fullness of God. I'm filled with the fullness of God. Let's read just a couple more uh, translations of this. I want this to soak in like it's never soaked in before. When we have a a pot at home that's got something stuck on the bottom of it, yeah. uh, I, I'll soak it. Fill it up. I said, Let's soak that thing. So I'll just run it until it's covered and just let it sit. Yeah. What happens when you soak it? It starts to break that stuck-on stuff up. 
that hard stuff that wouldn't move if you didn't soak in it. That's why God said to Joshua, soak in my word. Come on, let's soak in the word of God in 2021. So all that burnt, hard, stuck stuff that we've been dealing with starts to get just broke, get broken up, is lifted, separated, and removed from us. That's what we're doing. We're soaking right now. This isn't flashy, but I don't care. We're soaking. There's nothing spectacular about that pot sitting in the sink with water in it, but things are happening. It's amazing. If I let it soak enough, I come by and just... I come by and it's all that stuff that was stuck to the bottom, floating. Just dump it right out. See, that's, that's uh, something that... that uh, we need to improve on is soaking in the word. Many are trying to remove the stuck on stuff without soaking. And that's hard. You ever try to do that, get a bottom of a pan clean, just, and it's just, I mean, it's stuck, you know? <laughs> it's just not coming off. You get out metal, you try and chip it, you get the, out the uh, anvil, and, you know? <laughs> but it's just, not, it's just not coming off. If there seems like there's something that's just not coming off in your life, start soaking. Start soaking. And don't, don't, don't get, don't wear your, don't do this in your own story. Just soak. It's not a heavy thing. Just, ah, just soak. Taking a bath is a, is a nice thing, right? Getting in the water is comforting. Soaking in the Word is comforting. And you're not trying to make anything happen. You're just soaking in the reality of it, and God's Word is doing the work in you. So I'm not like, oh, okay, I've got to get in the Word, so this is fixed in my life. I'm just soaking in the Word because it is fixed in my life. And I'm letting the Word, the active agent of God's love for me, work and remove this thing. Break this thing up and separate it from me forever. The Passion Translation, verse 18. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination. Oh, thank you. Come on, let's let that happen right now. Think about your life. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination in 2021. He makes all things new. Can you see it? Flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the confidence of His calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that He finds in us, His holy ones. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of his immense power as it works through you. See, that's why I'm just determined to not go the way of the world. 
I want people to see Christ in me. I'm not going to get caught up in the fears and concerns of this world. Boy, I had a lot of opportunities to do that in 2020, didn't we? Right? We didn't. We passed every one of them. Absolutely. Don't you take them. Don't you get caught up in the, the urgency of man, the fear of man. Hallelujah. We, our lives are an advertisement for this immense power as it works through us. Hallelujah. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. Hallelujah. Let's finish with the message translation. But I do more than... than <laughs> but I do more than thank... I ask. I love the word of God. Ask the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. Your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is he is calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers. Billboards for the resurrection power of Christ. That's who you are. You're a billboard for the resurrection power of Christ. Woo! Hallelujah. This glorious way of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy. Boundless strength. All this energy issues from Christ. And where is Christ? In you. Right? He's in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's say it again. I am filled with the fullness of God. I'm completely filled with the fullness of of God. I'm filled with the fullness of God. He loves me completely, perfectly, foreverly. Father, thank you for your word. We're soaking in it in 2021. We're soaking in the warm water of your transforming word. And all that hard stuck on stuff is loosening up, breaking up, and separating from us. Depression, confusion, sickness, bondage, whatever it would be, whatever darkness has tried to stick on us is breaking up as we soak in your word. Hallelujah, as you illuminate our imagination and enable us to see clearly the power of Christ that's in us now. We thank you, Father. We don't have to go anywhere to get it. We don't have to uh, try and obtain it. But simply through faith in you, by believing in what Jesus did for us, you in all of your fullness, 
are living in us. Father, I pray for this Highway family in 2021. Encourage us. Gently nudge us during the day to soak in your word. To grab a hold of these scriptures and just soak in them. Take them with us throughout the day, wherever we go, whatever we have to get done. Help us to do it as we're soaking in your word. I speak to the stuck on stuff in this family. And I command you to begin breaking up all the stuck on stuff in this highway family. Stuff that people are dealing with. Bondages break up. Begin to break up and loosen and separate from this highway family. In Jesus' name. I call this highway family free. Free from every bondage. Free from every stuck thing. Every burnt and dry and hard thing. Free and clean forever. In Jesus' name. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of His goodness, who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.